the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Well, folks, here we are. It's 2024, no matter when you're listening to this, because it's being recorded after the new year. Uh, And this is... I think the first show I've done in the new year, uh, we've released one in the new year, but I think this is the first time I've recorded one. So anyhow, uh, welcome to all of you listeners out there. Uh, some of you might be wondering how many of you there are. I could tell you this, there are some of you out there. <laughs> and uh, that number varies from week to week and sometimes gives me great pleasure and sometimes gives me great angst. Um, the amount of people who uh, download the show seems to be different from the amount of people who react to the show because um, my email has been dormant for months. Literally, folks, nobody has emailed me about the show in months. Uh, I've gotten a few texts from some people with num- uh, uh, songs and uh, word ideas. Uh, I did get a great email from a uh, listener and, and, and show guest, Brad. Uh, that came on back uh, in August. Um, he gave me a great uh, Christmas email. So thank you, Brad, for being out there and, and uh, for doing all that. But um, gosh, folks, uh, I'm sitting here at, at uh, 10 minutes after 11 on um, a, a, a January evening. I've had a cold and been in bed for uh, the better part of the last week and uh, generally just feel kind of crunky and and out of breath. And so if my voice gets weird, I do this out of love. And what I'm asking from you is to show a little love back. Tell some people about the show. Let's get some new listeners in 2024. Let that be our New Year's resolution is to find a bunch of new listeners. So tell people about the show. Send them a text and say, hey, just check out this show that I found, this guy and uh, just invite them to listen. Maybe uh, maybe put us on your social media, um, play us loud at work <laughs> so that people can hear. Maybe, maybe you can be that cool guy sitting at the stoplight blasting a podcast. <laughs> I remember one time sitting at a stoplight and I was just really enjoying some Barry Manilow and I decided to roll the windows down and turn it up uh, just because I thought that would be fun. And, and this was not like decades ago, people. This was like probably two years ago that I did this. So uh, you can have some fun with it. Um, I'm having fun. And and even if there's just one person listening, that's cool because, um, you know, we've we've heard the the starfish story and and you might be my one starfish. And if I'm making a difference in your life, um, then amen to that. But let me know (laughs) because sometimes it gets a little tricky to to keep on doing it. Um, Big things happening in the world of, uh, messed up ministries. Today, I went to the city planning department and I submitted plans for our electrical upgrade in our building. Folks, it is happening. We are rebuilding the walls of that building. We are finally actually putting uh, action to our dreams and hopes and, and words with the messed up ministries, mum building and uh, the Nehemiah project is off the ground. What that means is that we're gonna have some uh, some new expenses coming up for the ministry um, this year as we renovate this building and try to get it uh, 
into a wonderful condition for people to use. And I would love to have you help with that. Um, your generous donations keep us going and we're gonna need donations for this building. So you can text the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA, W-A-L-L-S-C-A, or 760-925-5722, and that will take you to our text to give portal so that you can set up uh, a one-time gift for us or a recurring gift. Uh, we really do appreciate those recurring gifts because it does allow us to budget a little better when we know how much is going to be coming in. And uh, I would just love to have you um, consider us in this new year as uh, as we're looking to raise funds for this building. If you would join with us, partner with us, become part of the Nehemiah Project, that would be great. Um, Everybody who joins up with uh, Patreon, or not Patreon, with uh, our, our text to give this month um, uh, with a recurring gift, uh, will get a, a gift from us uh, at the ministry to say thanks uh, for our new people. And for the old people, we're going to be looking to send you out something as well. So thank you, everybody who's out there in Giverland. And uh, we're really excited about things. Uh if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know that I love my words of the week. And uh, today is no different. We've got a word of the week for you. The word is yike. Yike. It's not yikes. Like we say, oh, yikes. Like we're scared. It's yike. And I wasn't familiar with this word. This one got sent in by listener Andrew. And I was like, that's really weird. I think he means yikes. But let me check it out. And I, it turns out that yike is a word. Um, yike is a word that uh, that is, it's um, an Australian word and it's kind of archaic. It means an argument or a squabble. You can get into a yike with someone or you can yike with someone. It's, it's a verb and an, a noun, same pronunciation and basically the same meaning just with action or without. Um, and I was looking uh, on the, uh, the Collins uh, dictionary.com and, and looking at it and it, it shows the usage of the word. And uh, I don't know what this means, you know, I, I don't know their 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 ratings or, or their, their methodology of it, but it looks like this word was extremely popular back in the 1700s, 1725 to 1740, really big popularity spike. And then it went down and down and down. By the time we hit uh, the 1800s, it was virtually unused. Uh, and then a couple little pop-ups uh, right around the turn of the uh, the 20th century, like 1900s, and basically nothing since then. So this is an old, antiquated word. But my goodness, that's so much fun to look at um, at yike. So uh, you know, let's 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 bring this word back into popularity and uh, start using yike. Uh, hopefully, you don't have a yike with people and you can tell people hey look don't yike with me uh, i'm just trying to be you know peaceful but um there's your word of the week yike give yourself 10 bonus points every time you use it as always no interest here no inflation here at the mess it up podcast we just um keep that nice basic rate of of 10 bonus points per usage so uh, thank you for doing that and i uh, hope that your conversations uh, go well 
because of that. Uh, if you do want to get a hold of me, like the people who sent in that word, yike, listener Andrew, you can text me at 760-608-1942. You could follow us on the social media. I don't do a lot of social media other than um, the Instagrams. I, I tend to do the Instagrams the most. Uh, occasionally the Facebooks. Uh, I bailed out of out of uh, Twitter because, um, well, it just became a cesspool and uh, a dumpster fire. And I really had no desire to be there with the people who were lighting the world on fire and, and just spreading hate. So I said, you know what, Twitter? It's been real. <laughs> now you can be gone. Uh, so um, you won't find me on Twitter. Um, but uh, check us out and, and like us and follow us if you'd be so kind. Uh, join in the conversation. Tag us in your posts, whatever you have to do. Get, us, uh, get, get the word out there. So uh, today... I'm doing a show by myself um, because, uh, well, I needed to have a show. My wife was like, hey, uh, Paul, do you have a show tomorrow for tomorrow? I said, oh, gosh, nope, need to get a show out. And uh, I decided to let her go to bed because she was already pretty tired. And falling asleep while listening to my show is bad enough. But falling asleep while you're on my show as my guest would really be tough on the ego. So I decided not to put myself through those kind of paces. So I let her go to bed. So I was thinking of what I should... Um, talk about on the show and this idea of images came up uh, to me I was talking to one of my daughters today about images um, and um, you know she they, they've been looking for a house in Hawaii they've been looking to buy a house and and she had a friend who was a realtor and that she was wanting to use. She had gone to college with this person in, in San Diego, and now this person lives on the Big Island in Hawaii with her. And, and she's, you know, she thought, oh, this would be nice to, to you know, give this person my business. And she tried it, but the person was not really responsive. But she noticed on her social media, she was always out at a party or on some cruise or doing something fancy and luxurious and trying to flaunt this fancy highfalutin, you know, realtor, bigwig style. But my daughter wasn't getting any response, and I thought, gosh, well, she, you know, she's got this image, and and and, I, and I've got nothing personally against realtors. There are some very wonderful realtors out there, but I I do notice that sometimes uh, I uh, you know have a, know a person who's a realtor, and they tend to do a lot of the same things. That the, the hashtags have all of their business hashtags. When it's like, all right, out to lunch with the family, business hashtag. Out on the lake with the family, business hashtag. You know, on a vacation, business hashtags like. All right, if you're showing houses, cool. But um, we don't need all the business hashtags with your lunch, uh, with your you know kid at school or whatever. So, you know this this image that's being created. Um, I knew a guy one time, again a realtor, and they said that they would not list particular houses because they wanted to have the image of a uh, a, a more upscale image for selling their properties and they did a lot of things for show you know they were always the first one to pull out their credit card to um to pay for a meal or whatever it was and and that's great i i, I love a free meal uh but um it didn't always work out for them and and financial things sometimes catch up when we try to do that and we try to portray an image that we don't have and listen if you're blessed and you can afford that that's great but the people that I've known, I, I, I've, I've known more people who want to have an image of wealth than who actually have wealth. And um, so it can catch up. 
to you, and and it got me thinking about images today. So that's that's a long intro to say I've been thinking about how images work and how we portray ourselves. And I was having a conversation with my daughter because she decided to go with a different realtor who didn't have that image of glitz and glam because my daughter doesn't really want glitz and glam. She's not interested in in that. She's interested in buying a house in a nice neighborhood where she can live with her family and they can go to a decent school and you know she can have a little equity built up in her home, uh, not to have a fancy thing going on. But we 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 put these images out there for so many different reasons. And it occurred to me that an image is, is that. It's an image. It's a picture of something. But it isn't necessarily the thing that is being pictured. And um we've got to we've got to be careful um when we try to make this this image um you know Paul talks about images in in a, a, a number of places um you know and we're to be in the image of God which is is good for us to do. You know, in Genesis, it says, God said, let us make man in our image. But he also talks about looking into the mirror and seeing this image of himself. And and, and that's what it is. You know, you can take a picture of me and it looks just like me. It does. It looks just like me, that image that you take. But that doesn't make it me. I'm not that image. I'm that's just a, a, you know some some light on paper through processor or or some pixels being you know captured and 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 reshown on a device. It's not me. It's not I'm not there. I, I go to see a movie and Tom Hanks might be on the screen, but that's just an image of Tom Hanks. That's not him. There's no depth. There's no reality to it. It's an image. We make images. We want people to see an image. I want people to see an image of me. I have an image in my head of what I think that I am and what I don't think I am. There's a lot of things to think about with images and... and um, We'll get into that more in just a second, but I want to uh, take a little break because first of all, I need to have a little coughing fit and I don't want to do it on the podcast, Uh, but we also have a song of the week for us. And our our first song of the week uh, this year in, uh, well, I guess it's not because we had a song last week, but the first song of the week this week is uh, from one of my um, just really favorite bands. Uh, you probably know this if you listen to the show for a while, but um, I try to put some some songs in here from this band from time to time. And uh, this is a song that I think is a really interesting song, very moving song to me. Uh, and this is Blue October. The song is called A Better Man. So here's about 90 seconds of it. We'll be back on the other side to talk about it. And uh, here you go. Take it away. Blue October. Brownstone Wall. 
Why they never mean what they say Told me they'd come back here someday Like my love was not enough for them to stay And never any luck when I try Everyone's so good at goodbyes And it's all I've ever known to walk away So yeah, I'm gonna leave you And learn how to stand But then I'm gonna come back A better man I taught myself That no one could love me And it wouldn't be easy This road I'm on And now I'm gone And my head's hanging low again God, I could use a friend I didn't trust no one You better calm down You're Mr. Wrecking Ball There's a reason I won't ever I am just gobsmacked when I listen to this man's music so frequently uh and even the songs that have smacked me upside the head will continue to smack me upside the head again and again and again and and this one does um this one is one of those hey this song is for me kind of songs i mean it starts off right at the beginning i blame myself because i thought there was something wrong with me and I mean, how many of us in recovery have thought that? Or if you're a listener who's not in recovery, um, have we, you know, thought, man, what's wrong with me? What, what, what is wrong with me? Um, I had a, a conversation with my daughter today, this evening, uh, about uh, an employee of hers that um, lost a uh, a pregnancy this last. Uh, month and she was back to work for the first time today and my daughter didn't know what to do she wanted to let her know she was thinking about her but didn't know how and didn't want to be inappropriate or gauche or or hurt this lady but she wanted to know that she cared and and she was asking our guidance and I said you know there is so much power in not being alone in people understanding what you're going through and knowing that you know there's this there's, you're not the only person going through what is ever it is you're going through. I know for me, when I experience that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that it doesn't make my problem better, but it makes my mind healthier. It it relieves me to know that there's someone else that's going through this. And you've heard me talk about that idiot theory and and. If I can be that idiot for you, I want to be that idiot for you because I followed those idiots in my life and it's made it so I could get through. But, you know, this this song, you know, that I thought there was something wrong with me. And then it goes into the little bridge. Watch me as I make my own hand, make my own stone wall. That's the reason I won't ever let you in because of this fear that, people will think there's something wrong with me. And, and we get that 
in our life, people berating us. I, I talked about getting off of Twitter because of all the hate. People just screaming conspiracy theories out into the wild and, and, and hating people because of, of where they were born or what they look like or something about them. It's just so easy to find hate. And, and when we're trying to go through it, sometimes it can be easy to put up those walls and those barricades. And, and I love the image he says, um, you know, you better calm down, Mr. Wrecking Ball. There's a reason I won't ever let you in. He's like, I'm going to protect myself in this fortress. He says, I, I taught myself that no one could love me and it wouldn't be easy, this road I'm on. And now I'm gone, my head's hanging low again, but God, I could use a friend. I didn't trust no one. We've got to be better than we've been, especially to each other. We've got to start loving ourselves and loving each other because otherwise we're lost and it's just another ridiculous image of what we want people to see. Another false thing that we want people to believe in that's not really us. And I don't want to cast dispersions on anyone, so I'm going to cast them on myself. I, I took a little time to look at, at just two images of me. And, and the first image is the me before my arrest. I was arrested back in 2001, just over, you know, right, right at this time of year. I, I, I was called in during Christmas break and was uh, arrested, you know, shortly into the new year of 2001. But before that, I had a, a personal PR campaign for myself to make this image because I wanted people to see me in a certain way. And I did it for a variety of reasons. And one of the reasons was because, you know, as a teacher, I was doing things that were pushing the envelope of a conservative community. I was, you know, not having them line up in boy line and girl line. And that, believe me, folks, in, in the 90s, that that rattled some cages. And I had some people complain. I, I didn't, you know, do things in a traditional way. I let the kids talk and tell me their opinions and feelings and 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 we discussed things and we we came to agreements as a group and and I gave them a lot of autonomy and it it made it very difficult for me I was I was called out a lot by parents and and school board members and uh, did a lot of fighting because I believed what I was doing was right and so my PR campaign was to make it so that people would see me doing good things so they wouldn't just think I was some wild-eyed crazy teacher with all these new kooky ideas. So I got onto boards and I was Mr. Do Good. Everything was a PR campaign. And that was part of the reason was because I wanted to 
be accepted more as a teacher for the things I was doing, but I was also protecting myself from whenever the bad news came out for the nefarious things I was doing and the people I was hurting and the criminal action I was going through underhandedly. So I was, you know, Mr. Church, which is not to say I didn't believe in God and didn't accept Christ. I was just using it more as a cover than as a faith. It was a religion, not a faith. And I was doing it so that I could cover up. So if anybody ever asked any questions, they would, they would, people would just be shocked. They'd say, no, you, you don't understand. Not Paul. I was listening to a guy talk in, in, in Starbucks the other day and, and an actor on his favorite TV show had gotten in trouble for um, uh, sexual misconduct with a, a minor or something of that nature. And he said, it couldn't be. And then, you know, these people are just, you know, and, and Bill Cosby, everyone's picking. I was like, you know, people, these, these people have been found guilty of these things because they've done these things because they thought they could get away with them. And just because they had the image, just because Bill Cosby played a character on the television doesn't mean that he didn't do some very horrible things to some very undeserving people in his past. I have done a lot of really good things, but I've also done some really, really bad things. And just because I did the good stuff doesn't mean I get to get away with the bad stuff. People loved me before I got arrested because they believed the image that I was creating. They believed the image that I was developing, that I was putting out there, that I was crafting. They believed this version of Paul was what the truth was, and it wasn't. That's image one. Image two, current me, bowtie guy. Now I, I run a podcast that gets a few listens each week. And yes, we raise a modest sum of money from our, our, our donors who in large part, <laughs> not completely, but in large part are my family. I run a nonprofit that has big dreams. We're just getting off the ground. We're starting, we, we're, you know, like I said, we, we submitted our plans today. We've got big dreams. We have so much desire to do so much good for people. But we've had our building for over a year now and still don't have our permits. I write a blog that literally, weekly, I write a blog. It's called Minister of Mocha. Go to ministerofmocha.com. I literally get tens of readers sometimes each week. I write books that my friends and family buy. Sometimes <laughs> a lot of my friends and family, I just have to give them the book. They always ask me, oh, give me a copy of your book. Make sure you sign it. It's like, you know, you could buy these things. <laughs> I'm doing this to raise money for the, for the cause, you know. I figured out the, the, my salary for as a writer, somewhere around two cents an hour that I make writing a book. I'm not making a lot of money, people. And I enjoy what I do. 
and I have some people who believe in me very, very strongly and who love me for who I am. But generally speaking, when people find out about my past, they do not like me. They do not want to have anything to do with me. And a lot of times they want to make me pay more. And that, that's the image they have of me is because of those things that I did. And that takes me back to that better man song that I just want to make a stone wall and, and keep everyone out, which is so ironic because I crave people so much. That's my addiction is, is people. That's why I spend hours of my life talking into a microphone with nobody talking back because I feel like I'm reaching out to people and that I can feel those people out there and I love doing it. We're on, this is show number 303. And I plan to keep doing it. I've got, I've got the, the, the show mapped out on my calendar, you know, uh, for months <laughs> because I, I just, this is what I do. But the real me and the image that people have of me rarely are the same. My wife has an image of me that I can do no wrong. She tells me that I'm just great, that I'm wonderful, and puts me on a pedestal. And I don't belong there, Bev. I don't. I like being there, but I don't belong there. Other people put me in the pits of hell that don't even know me. And I don't belong there either. I think there's fleeting moments where my image and my reality match up. But, I mean, people, I'm, I, if you come to my CR meeting on a Friday night, which, again, I get literally ones of people there. I mean, if we get 10 people, we're cooking people. I mean, it's nice. Join us on a Friday night. We're, we're at uh, First Missionary Baptist Church uh, in, on Ridgecrest Boulevard. Uh, check us out Friday night at 6 if you're in town. But, you know, it's... We try so hard to do these things that matter... And, and, and people have these images of, of what we are. Um, we, we tried to have a, a story run in the newspaper one time. And when they found out who I was, they didn't run the story. Because they didn't want the bad press that they would get from running a story about me. About things that I had done 20 years ago now. Over 20 years ago. I've been out of jail for more than 20 years. And... People just don't like to let go. They want to they wanna hold you accountable. They want to have the image. And I do it. I do. I do it. I have, I have people that I don't know that, that I like because they play for my team or they support my cause or whatever it happens to be. And I might 
give them a little bit more leeway if they're wearing my team shirt than if they're wearing another team shirt. Um, and, and heaven help us when, when they go from a team I hate to a team I like. <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> I spent my, my years disliking you so much and now you're my guy? This is weird. These images. We spend so much time on these images and they really don't add up to anything worth talking about. But we do it. I mean, like I said, I, I, I go to CR and I, I tell people I'm, I'm codependent. I care what people think about me. I want them to like me. I need them to like me. That's my addiction is people. And, and I can't get past my image in a lot of cases. And then some people love me so much. I had one friend, she loved me so much. She said, I don't want to know anything about your past because I don't want to have any reason to not love you. And the person that's in front of me is the person that matters. So don't spend time trying to tell me about your past because the person I care about right now is the person in front of me. Life's funny, man. Sometimes you got to laugh. Sometimes you got to cry. Sometimes you got to do both. All I know is I've been going on for half an hour now. Probably ready to do something else. Maybe you got to get into work. Maybe you got to get off of that treadmill so the next person can use it. Here's the deal though, people. Um, whatever your image is, I hope that it's close to your reality. I hope that the image that people have of me is a man who loves his family and would do anything legal for them and who treats his friends the same way as he treats his family and who loves the work that he does. He loves his listeners and his readers because they might be few in number, but they are loyal and they're dedicated. So maybe this week, instead of worrying about your image, you just worry about yourself. Put yourself out there and see who likes it. It's a lot easier than having to keep up with an image. I can tell you that. I've done both. And keeping up with an image is very, very difficult. All right. Well, enough rambling. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to remind you that I uh, would love to have more people listening to the show. So share a link with people. Uh, mention us in your posts um, at Mess It Up Podcast. Uh, check out Messed Up Ministries if you want. Become part of our uh, Nehemiah project to rebuild the walls of our, our building. You can text the word MUM to 760-925-5722. That spells Walls CA if you like the letters. Uh, you can have it either direction. I'm just really glad whoever's out there is out there. Drop me a note, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Send me a text or give me a call, 760-608-1942. Or stop in and see me on a Friday night at Celebrate Recovery. Uh, at uh, I think it's 207 uh, Ridgecrest Boulevard, 107? I don't know. It's, it's, it's on Ridgecrest Boulevard. Uh, 
and uh, you'll see our sign. But anyhow, really glad you guys are here. Mahalo Nui. Yesupu. And we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.